CFL listeners, welcome to the program, broadcasting to you live from the Anchor.fm studio. It is the CFL podcast. What's cracking? How you doing? Good to be back with you. A tremendous offseason we are having here on the CFL podcast, continuing to give you the content that I know you so desperately desire. You've added this into your podcast rotation, and now it's become a daily thing for you. Well, not just a daily thing, a weekly thing or a monthly thing. Whenever we give you the content that you want, you get it, you listen to it, you enjoy it, you don't enjoy it, you let me know, you don't let me know. It does not matter because we are going to continue to give you great episodes each and every single week we can. And it's been a great offseason. We decided what CFL members would be like as a head coach. We brought on Tony Nicky Jr. from Cashing3.com, some cross-promotion. And, of course, last week I came on here and we went back in time. Excuse me, uh, Tony, would you please cut the music? Thank you, Tony. Tony, do me a favor. We please? We? We, we do me a kind... Do me a kindness. We went back in time and we decided, you know, we would talk a little bit about old CFL drafts, where we've come, how far we've come in life from the drafts, from the first draft. Monday, August 11th, 2014, the day that Robin Williams offed himself. That was the first day the CFL was a thing. So one thing dies, another thing becomes alive, right? One person leaves, another door opens. That's how the CFL operates. That's how we do things. That is how we make sure that we are the best content-driven league in all the leagues. And I think we can all agree that we are. No one even comes close to the content that we provide in this league. That's correct. If you remember the CFL commissioner, Craig, when he came on this program to do the debate, one of the biggest things he wanted was content. He enlisted in all of us CFL members content, 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 content. We need content. And just about nobody has given content. As a matter of fact, no one at all has given content, except for me. Hello again. Except for me, the CFL champion, a former CFL champion, I should say. I'm not the current CFL champion. That's Jay Guy. We've discussed that plenty of times. My point being, Craig put out a challenge to CFL members. Give us content. And I've done that. So, Craig, you're welcome. And I'm saying that because I'm currently, at the moment, efforting our commissioner himself, Craig, to come on the program and give his State of the Union, this CFL State of the Union. 
I'm not just going to come back. Remember, we went back in time. We, we can't keep going back in time. Talking about fat Eddie Lacy. We have to move forward. We have to look forward. We have to be forward thinking individuals, right? We have Joel's draft order coming up can't soon. Wait. We have the actual draft coming up soon. Can't wait. We have the owners meeting coming up soon. Can't wait. So it was important for me to make sure that you heard from the man himself, the commissioner. I know I'm the voice of the CFL. I am the reason why you tune into this program. I'm the reason why you are invested in this league. If you're not in this league, that's who I'm really talking to here. You need to hear from the commissioner himself and hear what the state of the CFL union is, how strong it is or how weak it is. To me, I think it has never been stronger. And I know that our commissioner probably feels the same way. So I reached out to him. Check that. Me and Tony reached out to the commissioner and we said, yo, dude, why don't you come on the pod? Why don't you come on the ever growing pod? The one that is gaining new listeners, new affiliates each and every single week. Why don't you come on here? excuse me, and talk to the people. Let them know what you think about the league. Let them know what you think you've been doing, how you've been doing, what you can do better, where the league is going, where the league has been, and how we are going to continue to be the best fantasy football league in all the leagues. No other league compares to our league. That's a fact. You know that. I know that. You know that. I know that. So let's do a full stop. I'm going to bring Craig in. Craig is going to give his State of the Union. I will follow that up with questions for Craig. And then Craig will answer those questions. Simple as that. It can't get any more simple than that. So you just have to sit back. You just have to listen. You just have to enjoy. I will do all of the work while Craig lays out how he's been doing, how he's been killing it in this league, how we all know that we made the right decision when we voted for Craig, that it was the right move when we voted for Craig. That's not a shot at Joey. That's not to say that Joey wouldn't be a good commissioner. Speaking of which, I have reached out to a couple CFL owners, a couple CFL listeners, and asked them questions that maybe they want to hear or what they want to have answered by the commissioner. He will do that because he has no choice, because I will give him no choice. So, one of the person that has a question is jpg and if you remember the last time you were talking to jpg he was talking about dikembe matumbo's cock now for those of you that are unaware of what i'm talking about in the cfl group chat now joey made a point he said in the group chat if anyone saw what we were talking about in this group chat people would have to take a hard look at us in the mirror and sorry joey but i'm about to expose that for everyone right now I'm going to expose that right now because this is what Joel had to say. And, you know, believe me, this is not something that I want to do. This is not something that I want to be about. Try not to be as lowbrow, trying to grow up a little bit. Sort of like how Ray has throughout the years with all his name changes from Gronk's BSD to Down with the Brown to Little Marco and Upside. Nothing lowbrow about that at all, right? So while I'm efforting Craig, I thought, why not read you Joel's creepy text messages? Because 
within these text messages, there's actually something that you want to know, actually something that you want to hear, believe it or not. Here we go. Quote, serious question. If you're Dikembe Mutombo, who obviously has a massive dick, quote unquote, then what did he do in high school during the quote unquote, quote unquote. random erection stage or R-E-S, as I'm sure we all refer to it as. Quote unquote. There's no hiding a baseball bat like that, I'm sure. Do you think he had to be homeschooled or faked mono to get out of school for long periods of time? The waistband trick wouldn't work too well because it would look like he was hiding a hoagie under his shirt. How's your guys Thursday? That is how Joel entered the group chat. And I won't even tell you how he exited the group chat because that's for another time. But that is what we all on Thursday at four o'clock. That is what we all saw. And I have to reiterate that to you because I want you to know what this league is like, right? From an outsider's perspective. That was then followed up by a text from a dude who's not even in our league anymore. A dude who you may know as Dicks Out for Harambe. Yeah, you know, Dicks Out for Harambe. You know that guy. You remember that guy. He said, quote, well, let's evaluate. If the theory is true about Matumbo having a ginormous cock... I'd be willing to bet he just walked around with that thang showcased. He's a confident ball player, to say the least, and I'm sure he accidentally poked out the eye of little Betty as he was walking to third period. Quote unquote. End of quote, I should say. End of quote. So. Let that fester on your mind before I bring on someone who has a lot more intelligence than that. A, a way higher intelligence than that. He will not go to that level. He will not be lowbrow, okay? Now, the reason I tell you this, I'm sure some of you are probably thinking, yo, Adam, what the hell, dude? Why would you tell us that? Why would you let us know about that creepy inner monologue between JPG and a former member? Why? Well, I'll tell you why. Because sprinkled in that word salad, JPG announced that May 7th, 2022, the 8th annual draft lottery reveal will be revealed. Can't wait! Excuse me. The reveal show will be Can't revealed. Wait. So, remember last year, Reset. JPG hired Scott Hansen, the dude from Red Zone. You know Scott Hansen. He gave the order. So, however JPG decides to give us that order on May 7th, I will reiterate that order to you when I have it. So, May 8th, May 9th, May 10th, I don't know. You just have to be prepared and stay tuned for that. So, 
we have that to look forward to. The only thing that was wrong with that is that we had to go through hell to get there. And when I say hell, I mean JPG going on a monologue about Dikembe Mutombo's giant cock. That's gay. So not only is Ray making references to Cox, now we have JPG taking Ray's motto and doubling even further down. That's where we've come in the CFL. So I wanted to get that out of the way. I want to get the lowbrow material out of the way so that I can bring Craig on so he can give his State of the Union, a very, very important State of the Union, a State of the Union address that you need to hear, that you must hear. Because it's not just about me coming on here, talking brass, talking crap, talking a bunch of shit, right? You have to hear from the guy who makes this all possible, who makes this thing run, the commissioner himself, Craig. He has to come on and let you know how the CFL is, if it's strong, if it's weak, where it's been, where it's going. And I know, I know, you probably want me to come on here, be lowbrow, keep talking about fat Eddie Lacy, or about all my garbage picks that I had, or how, you know... Craig, or excuse me, how EC at one point when he was in the league was going by the name of Plaxico Bear Ass, or how Nick Yanone was dicks out for Harambe. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. We've already discussed that, okay? We discussed that. We discussed how Ray was a creep, and he had his name as Gronk's big swinging dick, and how then the next year he went, he doubled down. He doubled down. He became Antonio Brown, became down with the Brown posted a picture of his profile picture and it was a naked antonio brown so we don't have to reset that it's time to move on why don't you let me do my show why don't you give me back my show give me back my show and let me do it the way i want to do it and the way i'm going to do it is by bringing on the commissioner bring on the most important person in the cfl the man who makes this all happen so you're going to want to stay tuned for this because it is the state of the CFL union. The most important show of the offseason is coming to you and is coming to you next. If you're a CFL member, this is very important. If you're a non-CFL member, it's important. Craig, you're up next. Let's do this. Joining me now on the program, as promised, he is a CFL member since 2014. He has a CFL record of 50 wins and 55 losses, a playoff record of 5-5. and He has three top three finishes in the CFL. He was most recently elected by you, the CFL members, as the commissioner just over a little year ago. He's probably Venmo requesting you as we speak. My guest is commissioner craig craig it has been a minute or two since you were last on the program how are things what's cracking everything's been good adam how's things been on your end everything is always great on my end you know that it's good to have you back now check it out 
before you came on, I did some ranting. I did some raving as I usually do. And in that rant, I had mentioned how when you came on the program to debate Joey, one of the topics you discussed was enlisting in all of us to create more content for the league. You wanted this league to have continual growth in terms of content. And the point I was making before you came on was that nobody has done that except for me. So, number one, you're welcome. And my question to you is, and you can be totally honest here, because that's what we do here. On the program, we provide honest takes. So, Commissioner, have you been listening to this program? What are your thoughts on the program? And why am I the unquestioned content king in your eyes? Go ahead. Well, Adam, it's a fairly easy question to answer. Um, this league is, has a lot of engagement already, um, and I think that you do an astounding job as a radio host, a podcast star, really, and I don't think anyone can really match that. And I think because of that, they quibble in fear of the things that you did. So because of that, you are the undoubted king of CFL content. Rack um, him Keep going. So I think that while it was a good idea to have the content grow, I think the most important part of the league is to have engagement. And undoubtedly, we have a ton of engagement from everyone. And that includes Connor, who's just about to have a child now. And, That's correct. And Chris Yab, who is presumably doing something to disabled people to make money. I don't know what he does, really. <laughs> so, undoubtedly, you are the king of it. I love the podcast. I love what you do. I love the personality that you bring to it, and I hope you can bring it more consistently with it this upcoming season. Well, I will definitely be doing that. That is something that I will lay out later on in the program about next season. So you do not have to worry about that, Craig. But I did not bring you on here so you could blow smoke up my ass. I brought you on here because the CFL brand is expanding. You're welcome. And I thought it was important for you to come on and give a state of the union address on the CFL. You're the commissioner. You're in Washington, D.C. It only makes sense that you come on and do this. And I can't thank you enough for not even hesitating to do it. So, Craig, the floor is yours. I'm handing the reins to you. Ladies and gentlemen and Alec, here is the commissioner with the CFL State of the Union. Evening, Commissioner. Thank you, Adam. Ladies, gentlemen, and of course, Alec Combs. Welcome to the CFL State of the Union. I'd like to thank all of you for the greatness that we saw in the 2021 season. I think it was an excellent season. I think it was a season full of action, full of debate, full of excitement. I'd like to congratulate Jeremy first and foremost for being the winner of the 2021 season in what was a record-breaking historic season for the C like the CFL has never seen. I'd like to congratulate Chris Yab on becoming the newest Sacco. You did a horrible job and we love to see it. And to be fair, you're shenanigans at the end of the year saying that you might quit absolutely loved it loved every second of it knew you were never going to quit i'd like to thank the rest of the league for all that they've put in for the 
battles that we've had, for the excitement that we've had, for the debates that we've had, we really culminated a great culture here. And I don't want to downplay that at all. <clears throat> so it is without further ado that I announce that the owner's meeting is going to be in Nashville, which of course we are all excited for. I know some of you can't make it and that's okay. We will phone you in and get your feelings on everything all the same because everybody's opinion in the CFL matters. I'm very much looking forward to going out on the town with you boys, having a good time, debating some fantasy things, going over the new rule changes, because I think, although our league is great, it can continue to be better. I think that we're going to have a great spot where we can relax and play around and actually have this owner's meeting in Nashville with the game room at Airbnb. Now, I know what you might be thinking. What are some of these meeting topics that we might be going over? I know that we do have a very important case upcoming in the Gottlieb Falcone versus CFL 2021. Um, now, I don't know what Jeremy has been learning in law school, but apparently a lot because he keeps fucking with our constitution. So we will address all of the necessary changes in order to make everybody feel at home and make sure everybody's concerns are heard. There are also some additional changes that are coming along the pipeline. Um, some things about commissioner review, some things about punishment, uh, some things about positioning and some things about winnings. I also encourage all of you from this point forward to continue to post any and all concerns that you might want to discuss at the owner's meeting in the Facebook group. I will not add anything in our group text, so please post something in the Facebook group so that we can have a better track of it. Um, as you guys know, we are degenerates and we tend to go off onto large discussions and anything that gets brought up in the messaging group could likely be dragged down and I would like to be able to reference it. Now, I know there's a lot going out on in the world and despite all of this, we're still just itching for the NFL season to start again. I know it, you know it, we all feel that way. Between Putin's invasion of Ukraine, President Trump going on podcasts and getting canceled. The oil crisis that we're having at home with $5 a gallon of gas. I know there's a lot to worry about. But of course, the biggest news of all is that Deshaun Watson is going to play football. Yes. There's been a lot going on in the NFL over this, these past few weeks, uh, both with free agency in coming imminent, the combine <laughs> passing, and all the other news that comes out after a Super Bowl winning drive by the Rams. Now, I, for one, love to see this from the NFL. It makes our lives better. It makes our lives more interesting because from year to year, things change. We go through all of these trades, each one of us individually, and map out who we like, 
who gets a downtick, who gets an uptick. Did this benefit everyone? Where is this person now going in the draft? Because I know, just like you guys, that we're all already have eyes on next season's draft. Might be way too early to draft, but I know Scott's definitely drafting right now. <laughs> I know Joel's definitely drafting right now. Because that's just the way we are. That's the beauty of this league. We're ready at any moment. We're ready to go at any moment. We are the best. We are the brightest. We are the CFL 2.0. Thank you all. We can take this all to great heights. Continue to do what you have been doing. And I will see you all at the next season. There it is, the CFL State of Union Address from the commissioner himself, Craig. Now, Craig, can't just let you come on, give your State of the Union, show brass, and walk out the door, right? I know that's what you'd like to do, but you're going to have to stick around and answer a few questions. So, of do course. you have time to answer a couple questions for the people? Of course. I'm always for the people. Okay, great. So, in doing so, my first question to you is this. Do you have any regrets going back in time when you drafted J.K. Dobbins because of quote unquote, quote unquote Justin Eastbrook. Quote unquote. Well, to be fair, at the time it could have been an Eastbrook, and I stand by <laughs> my conviction to pick J.K. Dobbins. Did it hurt me? Probably, but would I do it again? Definitely not. It was a huge mistake. I regret it. <laughs> well, at least you're willing to admit your mistakes. You're willing to tell the people, yeah, I screwed up, but I am going to make that happen. That is what people look for in a leader. Now, my next question. Will you be enforcing Jeremy's punishment mandate soon? And does it concern you that it's taken this long for him to come up with a punishment? Uh, I will be doing it over the coming next months or so. We'd like to get it done, obviously, before we start to get into draft season again. It might just happen that it happens at the draft. I will talk with Jeremy more. Um, I wanted to give him some time to settle down after what I'm sure was a hard bout of partying for a few months after winning the CFL 2.0 because I know he's a degenerate that parties too much. So, <laughs> Sorry, Craig. I don't think anyone can really get your sarcasm here. You are being sarcastic, right? No, I'm, I'm being genuine. He is a party animal. <laughs> All right, my next question. Will Yob be held accountable? Well, I guess you already answered this question in your address, but my question was, will Yob be held accountable or are you giving him a pass? Obviously, you're giving him a pass. Do you want to, I guess, elaborate on that a little bit more since you already touched on it? Sure. Um, so I know we have a stipulation that states if you say you're going to leave, you must leave. Um at the same time, the integrity of the league and keeping this group intact is my main goal. Um, Yab, of course, is a jokester. This was all a ruse from the beginning. Um, and uh, we did discuss this. We did discuss the ramifications of this, if it were true. Um, but he had no intentions of leaving. Shock, Shocking, I know. Um, and I'm sure Yab will be going through a rebrand. And I would rather not have to find somebody new. Yab has been a valued member of this league. He's been committed to this league. And 
I would have the tough time replacing that. It's not every day that we can just replace people and find another Nick or Jimmy. I think you make some very valid points right there, actually. That's why you're the commissioner, because you are a level-headed man. You take what's in front of you, and you think about it before making any rash decisions. I appreciate that. How important is it to you that everyone attends draft weekend? We have the owner's meeting. It's kind of tough for everyone to get to. Most of the people are going, but draft weekend. How important is it to you that every CFL member is at the draft? It's really important to me, honestly. Um, I think with the owner's meeting going the distance this year, I think that we should be putting more emphasis on, you know, being there for the draft, especially since that is the biggest party of them all for us. You know, there's no day like draft day. We love draft day. We love draft weekend. Um, I know that as we continue to get older, things are going to get in the way. Things are going to be more difficult scheduling for 12 people, 13 of you include EC is tough. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean Plaxico bare ass? Oh, I do mean Plaxico bare ass. And that was a great throwback episode when you say that again. Sorry. It was a great throwback when you went through those names in that previous podcast. I was chuckling the whole time. <laughs> Appreciate you. I, which I would like to point out that I am still grandfathered in with my name and cannot change my name. Right. Multiple scorgasms. It is a good name. Yes. Um, anyway, I would like to get everybody there as much as possible. Um, I understand things are happening. Uh, I understand that Connor's baby boy is expected then. So this yeah, is going to be where we have to uh, have to handle that. And that is congratulations to Connor again. But you make a you make a it, valid uh, point. I don't want. I really don't mean to interrupt you, Craig. But yeah, because you are the leader, you are the commissioner. So I apologize. You mentioned Connor having a child. First off, congrats on the sex, Connor. Secondly, you couldn't have planned it a little bit better. You knew that we would be having a draft around September, and you decide to throw your condoms out nine months ahead of that, dude. Use your brain. Yeah, I mean. You have to put the league first. I mean, I really don't understand why the league isn't at the forefront of your mind during sex. Like, Correct. Come on. Moving on, before we offend half the listeners, I have two more questions for you before I ask you some questions from CFL listeners. That being, what has been the most challenging thing for you as commissioner? Um. I think it's the same thing that any of these commissioners that we've had in the past have dealt with is addressing everybody's concern because there's, I don't think we've had a single season where there hasn't been some debate that's gotten the league absolutely split. Um, I know this season it's been the shenanigans that uh, Jeremy was able to finagle in the, in terms of skirting the rules and, technically doing legal things. So I know it's something that's hard to address for any commissioner, um, especially when you have a split league. Uh, I, I try to do my best to make sure that everybody's voices are heard to make sure that all concerns are addressed. Um, I think the league does a good job in terms of like in the debate counterpointing 
And I try to take all the information that everybody provides to make the best judgment for it. Um, I also try to not go above and beyond with my power because as the commissioner, I can make the changes on the fly, but that's not really the best process. That's not the process we should follow. Um, and there's things that we need to add to the constitution to, you know, outline these rules that we need to have in terms of moving forward, making these rule changes mid season or something like that. Now, uh, there's a lot of personalities in this league. Um, and it's a balancing act to know how to handle each one. Um, like we know that Scott will get fired up at any small uh, trade that he does not like. And you have to talk him off a ledge from that. I also know at any given point, Joel might be blasting us with trade trades, just left, right, and center. And handling all of these personalities together is really just the commissioner's job. Um, addressing any of those problems is first and foremost on my docket and making sure that we all kind of get a say in anything that happens is my biggest point. I think the owner's meeting, the rules that we instu instituted last year to make the owner's meeting move a bit better in terms of how we conduct ourselves at the meeting will definitely help out, especially given this meeting, because like I said, those, those issues that we had this year are probably going to result in a pretty lengthy debate um, and we need everybody's opinion in order to come to a conclusion. So I am for the people. I am not trying to be a dictator and just say this is the fact and this is the way. But yeah, I would say that's probably the hardest balancing act. You know, I love when I ask a guest a question and they don't just answer the question. They give a full detailed response. That is why you are the commission. My last question for you before we get into questions from the people. I ask you, what was the most challenging? Now tell me, what has been the most rewarding? That's a good question. I would probably say seeing everybody as engaged as they are, because I know, I know this is not everybody's only league. We're fantasy football junkies. We play in other leagues. I know that. I play in other leagues with some of you, actually, for that matter. Um, and, what? <laughs> and, uh, and I know that might be shocking, but the, uh, this league has by far the best engagement I've ever seen in a fantasy league. Um, I even when talking to other people and they're talking about their fantasy league, I bring up the CFL and talk about it and they're like, wow, you guys go all out. You guys really like make this thing your own. And that's a point of pride, especially when you're the commissioner of it. And, yeah, and when we see, have a podcast that is listened to by millions and millions of people, Craig, don't forget. Yeah. That. Yeah. And I bring up that too. We even have a podcast and we've had this for, I, I know this might be a little bit shocking, but this is going to be year eight. That's so right. we're coming up on 10 years of this league existing, which is a testament to how well this has been run, how much fun it's been, how much better we've gotten at addressing concerns, building out the rules, understanding what's going on in fantasy, because there's no league that's quite competitive like this one is. And I think that helps add to the engagement because we all want to be the best. We're all competitive. 
And I think seeing everyone in this league is like, okay, I'm going to have to be at my best if I want to actually end up at the top here. That is incredible. That is incredible, and I agree with you. Okay, so let's go to the guests, or excuse me, the listeners' questions. Give me a second while I pull this up. This person wanted to, and I already did a rant on this dude, what he was saying in the group chat about Dikembe Mutombo's cock. So we don't have to continue to go on that. But this person, as you know by now, Craig, is JPG, right? Mm -hmm. So JPG had a few questions that he wanted answered. So let me find those for you. See, Joel, you will usually flood my my I ask him for one thing and then he sends me about 20 things never heard of that never heard of that ever <laughs> uh, yeah he's telling me about his text exchange with a girl named destiny Ooh, a stripper no actually wow that's shocking she's from Camden though oh that's more fitting you can interpret that any way you'd like Seems like Joel's destiny. <laughs> All right, bear with. Okay, here we go. I got him. All right. Question one Can we please, for the love of God, remove kickers from our league and replace it with another flex? Please, please. And then in all caps, please. Your response. Okay. So. I will address this, and most likely this will be brought up as yet another owner's meeting topic. Um, This was why I tried to get in a rule stating that we cannot go back-to-back years debating a rule change uh, for this. Um, Kickers are a part of the NFL. We are a redraft league on top of that. So every year, it's different. Kickers are a part of the NFL. You can win a game kicking the ball. There are lots of games decided by one final kick. We've literally seen that this year, probably more so than we ever have. There were a ton of one-score games that were decided by a field goal. Now, I know that's – let's enthuse this, right? Let's, let's go down this rabbit hole. We take away the kickers. We add an additional flex in, right? This Ignore defense or special teams right now because I know that's probably another debate. You take away the kicker. Kickers average probably what? about nine-ish points, eight to, I'd say like eight to 11 is about the average. You might have a bad game where they score like three. You might have a really good game where they score like 14, right? If you put in a flex, we're already at a 12-team league with guys that very much know what they're doing. So our waiver wire is about the most barren I've ever seen in a fantasy league. Um, So to add that additional flex in, we're going to a definite, we're taking people that wouldn't even be in the flex in the first spot and then putting them in. So then what are they probably going to come in at? Are they probably going to come in around that same to like eight to 11 range? Probably. Again, you might have a really good game from that flex player. And we're talking about, 15 plus points, or they might have a really bad game. You're talking about like four or less points, right? It's all about what is most likely. And I think kickers are a part of the NFL. And because if you switch out that flex 
Um, if you switch out the kicker for another flex, you're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel and you're probably most likely going to be getting the same amount of output from that flex fire that you would the kicker. So in reality, yeah, it sucks that you might be winning and then all of a sudden somebody, somebody's kicker comes in, scores 15 points and you lose. But that could also just be that their flex player comes in and scores 15 points and you lose if we go the other route. So what does the difference really make? You're just pointing blame on the kicker because the kicker can score points pretty like, I wouldn't say unfairly, but just like you don't, you, there's no way of knowing. Now I think that rant, that randomness of a kicker, I think is a fun part of fantasy. Excuse me. I think it's a fun part of fantasy. Whereas I think we like that little bit of randomness in our roster to add a little bit of excitement. Whereas you add in that flex, it's going to be a little bit more calculated. You're going to have to use another roster spot to handle your double flex, um, which our rosters are already not necessarily big enough. We saw how many injuries happened this year and how hard it is to keep a full roster of like of backups, handcuffs, like swap outs in the, in the event that anybody got COVID, which hopefully is something we have to deal with a little bit less. So I hope you understand my point that like we're statistically, we're not switching a lot We're we might get a little more consistency, but you're not getting much difference at the end of the day. So I don't think it's really worth it. I like that little bit of randomness. We also don't have to handle another roster spot because most of us only keep one kicker on the roster. Um, most of us aren't going out of our way and drafting a high draft pick on a kicker unless it's like a Justin Tucker, which is a strategy that is viable, that is a thing. People write about that. People talk about that. Um, so I think it's just something that's a part of football. I think it needs to stay. Um, but of course, I don't make the rules. I just listen to everybody debate this and we together make the rules. So most likely we'll talk about this again at the owner's meeting if I know Joel. Can you see why we elected this dude as commissioner? I mean, am I right? Clones. CFL clones. You know this. I know this. Listen to that answer and you get your answer. Okay. Last question from Joel. He has a few other questions in here that I won't even bother asking you because they're absolutely ridiculous. So <laughs> I, I will I will spare you. I will not waste any more of your time. So, all right. I'll ask you two of these questions. Okay. You can quickly answer this one because he's clearly trying to stir the pot. And he even says that. He says, quote, you can mention I'm trying to stir the pot. This question is, does he think Joey would have done as well as him as Kamish? That's a great question. Uh, I know he's absolutely trying to stir the pot with that. Uh, what I will say is that while I am probably a little bit more wordy than Joey, I know Joey carries the same sentiment as me that he does not want to carry it all on his back. He would not be a dictator either. Um, would he handle things in the same way as me or probably as wordy as me? No, probably not. But would the end goal still be that we have a fun and functioning league? Um, I think that would be the case. This doesn't change the fact that the league would come up with um, issues like, again, the Gottlieb Falcone versus CFL 2021. Um how many times are you going to run my name through the mock on my own program? Uh, probably at least twice more. Um, <laughs> so there, it doesn't preclude 
anything from happening in the league that Joey wouldn't have to handle. Now, would he handle it in the same way as me? No, but we have, this is a league for the people by the people. So it's not like Joey is going to run this into the mud single-handedly. If the CFL ran into the mud, it was because all of us were not doing our part. Um, This is a democracy. This is not a dictatorship. Um, So I'd have full faith in Joey that Joey could handle this job. Um, Would he handle it in the same way as me? No, but that's okay because we're all different. And then last question from JPG, or I guess Brawlin Bradshaw, wherever the hell he's going to be going by his name. Yeah, who knows? We will all find out sooner or later. Please rank every member in the league from best owner to least best. Oh, okay. Well, this is going to stir the pot then. Let me let me just let me just pull up our statistical history, which was made by yours truly. Do that. Uh, and while you're doing that, I will just mention that there are a lot of fragile minds in the CFL. So when you say oh, that absolutely. Will stir the pot, it will absolutely stir the pot. The first person that came to my mind was Scott. As a fragile mind, or are you ranking him one? Oh, God, no, not ranking him one. He has okay, a thank fragile you. mind. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He'll probably be unhinged when he hears this, and I will probably get a call immediately. <laughs> will I pick it up? Absolutely. He's my best friend. That's what happens. All right, so I've got the statistical history here. And, Adam, this you is going to You be- don't even need to go off stats. With- you can go off your own you know, thoughts, too. But if you want to use the stats as a guide, feel free. Oh, absolutely. I think this is a good, there's a good bit of, there's a little bit of nuance with this, with how the people conduct themselves in addition to what is the output of their team traditionally, right? Right. So if we look at the win percentage, there's three people in the top three of win percentages that are still in the league. Um, Connor, you, and Joel are all at 53. Sorry, repeat that for me one more time for the CFL listeners. Connor, you, and Joel at the top. That's right. Would I put you all at the top? Maybe, maybe not. Um, Just under you is Jeremy at 52.3. Just under, or sorry, 52.38. Just under that is Alex at 51.43, who has come roaring back, by the way. Scott's just under that at 49.52, along with Joey. Yob's just under that at 48.91. Then Jimmy at 48.48. Me at 47.62. I've taken a dive in these recent years. And then I will say uh, Nick is under that at 42.5. And Ray brings up the rear at 40.95. Now, (laughs) incredible that Ray is that low. Yeah, well, I think the, I think the, issue with that is that Ray started off pretty weak. We've, we've known that we've seen Ray have really good seasons as of late, but when he started, he was definitely low in the pecking order. And I know he was busy at the time and whatnot. So that fantasy kind of took a back seat, but it's been good to see Ray back in it. Um, I think, I think number one, I, I don't think this is really up for debate. I think it's Connor. Connor consistently is in the mix every single year. I can't really remember. I think this was Connor's like first down year in a while, and he was still in the playoff picture, if I'm not mistaken. Me and Connor so, were still in the game to go to the championship, even though we both finished the season with losing records. Yep. So I think that's to be said because 
one, the stats show it. Two, I think we all enjoy dealing with Connor. And I think that's something that's not tangible that we can touch on that, like, we can talk about. But dealing with Connor is good. I don't, like, yeah, he's going to try to get some some stuff over on you. But who, who doesn't try to do that in this league? We all try to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, then, hmm, I'd probably put, if I had to do tiers, right? Let's put Connor at the top. I think in that tier down, I think is you, Jeremy, Joey, and Scott. Um, Emphasis on me being ahead of all of them. A few bad seasons as of late that has tanked his, really tanked his uh, win percentage here. I'm actually shocked to see Alec is higher than uh, Scott in that regard. So, like, that's kudos to Alec because I know Alec was perpetually in the bottom for the, what, the first five, six years of this? Very much so. So, to see him come roaring back and also to be one of the championship winners is just kudos to Alec. Um, I think you, that group of you, Jeremy, Scott, and Joey, I think you guys all have your ups and downs in dealing with you personally. But I think that you guys all traditionally are in the mix. I remember one year where Joey had a real bad year. Scott's been had some rough years as of late, but of course, Jeremy had this historic season. You're always in the mix. I think that's a pretty good tier B. Um, And then I think the tier C is the rest of us, right? It's Joel, Alec, Yob, me, Jimmy, and Ray, and and Nick. And I think that's because Jimmy and Nick kind of fall into this category because they haven't been here long enough, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Let me me backtrack for a quick second. Yeah. You are saying live here on the air in front of everybody, in front of millions of people, that Scott is ahead of Joel in the all-time rankings list. Yeah, I would say so. I think Joel has had, while Joel, and maybe this is maybe this is a thing of of our differences in how to handle a team. Joel tinkers like a motherfucker, whereas I don't, and I don't see that as a winning strategy. And I guess this is a testament to he's got a significantly higher win percentage than me. Um, so I think it's culminated in the way that he deals. I think that this, he does a very spray and pray approach with his trade trading and discussions in trade talks. And I think it can rub some people the wrong way. Um, it's not the first time that we've heard somebody get mad at Joel for accepting a trade. And then it comes out that like he had another one on the table and walked away from it to take this other one. Like, We've heard that with when he's had like two trades on the table and walked away from both to take a third. Like it can rub people the wrong way. And I know he enjoys being the villain. We all know that. Um, And I think that if he continues to do good, there's no way he can't step up because he's in the top three and win percentage with you guys. Um, I think Jimmy and Nick kind of fall into the last category because they just don't have as many total games as we do. Um, so for those that are unaware or haven't looked at the statistical history lately, um, for those that have been in the league since the start, we have 105 games total played. Um, Yob came in a little bit later, so he has 92. Jimmy, a little bit later than that, he is 66. And of course, Nick is the newest one. He has only 40. 
So <laughs> we have yet to see. He's still scratching the surface. Yeah, this is just scratching the surface. You know, we could really take a deep dive into this. So I think Yob has had some really down seasons lately. Um, he's almost at a 50-50. So he's had some good seasons. He, of course, uh, also has a chip. So um, it does. that's also being said. So, I mean, I'm also now sorting this by championships. Of course, Connor has two. So there's not a lot based off wins alone and things like that. It's me and Connor at the top. No one. I mean, that's it. I mean, if you really want to be astounded, Connor, despite the I mean, this is also a testament to him having two championships, but he has 15 playoff appearances and 10 wins. That's insane. That's insane. He has he has, I think, four more than the next. He has four more than the next, which is Jeremy. And Jeremy just picked up. uh what is it to win the championship for? You have to go four in a row? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So Jeremy just picked up four. And Connor's still four ahead of that. That is incredible. Um, we've got a lot of groupings at five for playoff wins, which coincidentally, I'm also in there. So like five and five playoff yeah, wins all time. Five. Um, I'm at the fifty percent ones. And then uh I mean, again, this goes into uh Jimmy and Nick not being here as long. Uh, Nick has one playoff appearance and it's a loss. Jimmy has four playoff appearances and there are four losses. So then you have like Scott and Joel, three and six, three and five. So Joel's ahead of Scott actually in the playoff um, stuff. Um, I think also another one to take a decent look at is the points four per game. Um, The highest right now, is Jeremy at 115.3. At the bottom is actually me with 105.1, which is a little concerning. Um, There's taking care of this league. And I like seeing these statistics. Um, That's why I kind of do a tier approach. It's hard to rank 1 to to 12 with no roster. Um, Well, you become not just a commissioner, you become a politician in the way that you – don't actually answer a question with answering the question. I respect that. I can acknowledge that. Yes, absolutely. That's what I have to do as the head of this league. Um, and I think scoring titles is another good one to look at. And Jeremy now has two. Jeremy leads with two. Yeah. Um, which is God has definitely put himself two. at the top of the list uh, within the last couple of years, especially after this year. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think so. And I think that it's interesting to see him have two scoring titles, but only one championship. Whereas Connor, I don't think Connor has a single scoring cha- title. He doesn't, but he has two championships, which just goes to show that like when you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. You just need to win. All I heard from that was that I was at the top or near the top. And that's all that matters to my narcissistic mind. So thank you for that, Craig. Oh, also, anytime, Adam. Anytime. Appreciate you, Craig. Thank you for coming on the program, giving your State of the Union. I don't think anyone could have done a better job than that. You came on, you showed brass, you answered questions in full detailed responses. I will come back and I will wrap up the rest of this program. But, Craig, I will give you the last word for now. Do you have anything you'd like to say on the program, on the content-driven program, the number one content king leader, me? Do you have anything you'd want to say before we sign off with you and I come back and wrap things up? 
All I can say is, Adam, thank you for the good work that you've been doing, keeping the league engaged during this offseason. Uh, I know it's a lot. Uh, it's a good time to take a break for a lot of us, but it's also good to keep your eye on the prize, which is next season and another run at the CFL championship. Uh, I thank you all for everything that you do for the league. Um, I appreciate every single one of you. I don't like we talked about earlier with Yob. I don't want to have to replace anybody. I like this lead the way it is. I like every single one of you for what each of you bring to this table. Um, so from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for electing me your commissioner and commish out. Thank you, Craig. I mean, that was incredible. Give me a second because I'm absolutely floored by the commissioner. I mean, can you believe this dude? This is a dude who is a part of this lowbrow material, right? That did not sound like a dude who drafted J.K. Dobbins in the fourth round after just a quote-unquote knee sprain. No. That's a dude who's got his shit together. That's a dude who's running this league to perfection. That's a dude who came on with a purpose and delivered on that purpose. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible that Craig surrounds himself with degenerates like us who talk about things like Dikembe Mutombo's cock and whatnot. So I can't thank Craig enough for coming on here and giving an incredible State of the Union. Absolutely incredible. So props to you, Craig. Again, we've got JPG's draft order coming up soon. Then after that, owner's meeting. And then after that, it's summer, doing our thing, having fun, getting a little loose. Then we come back with the draft, the biggest episode on the CFL podcast, the annual draft. We will have that for you. Then after that, it is every single week you will hear this show during the season, during the calendar football year, game of the week, owner of the week, power rankings, all of those things that you look forward to and more will be coming back more in depth, more in depth than you've ever heard it before. I promise that to you. I commit that to you right here, right now. So if you've added this into your listening rotation, do not take it out of your rotation because it is only going to grow. It is only going to get better. It is only going to be the greatest thing that you've ever listened to. So thank you to Craig for coming on and showing why he has brass, showing us why he is the commissioner. Incredible job. Thank you to CFL members for tuning into the program. Appreciate you. Non-CFL members for tuning into the program. Appreciate you too. Tony. Me. Thank you to me for coming on, providing content, making this league grow. You're welcome. Craig knows it. You should know it too. So, like I said, we've got a lot to look forward to. If you're coming along for the ride, stay with us because you're going to enjoy it. If you've been along for the ride, thank you for continuing on with us and it will only get better. I promise that to you. So, until next time, my name is Adam. I am out. Do not waste this weekend. Go into the weekend strong end the weekend strong. You know how to do this. You don't need me to tell you how to do it, but I will anyway because I'm better than you and you know it. See you next time. We're out.
guarantee it. Bull crap. Quote unquote. Uh, no thank you. This is unbelievable. That is incredible. Talk to me. Three, a lot of booze. What do you think about Augusta National? And they're refusing to admit a woman. You are hookers. Yeah, no question. I'm better than you, and you know it.